definitely get all of your music his- history news from me because I I read headlines like a motherfucker. I'll read a fucking headline so much. I won't click the link, but I'll read the fuck out of that headline. Woo! I got uh, I got the Twitch stream going. I got the TikTok live stream going. I got a lot of cameras on me right now. Yo, yo, yo. What is going on? You very good-looking and smart person. Thank you for clicking on the Jesse Lee Show with me, Jesse Lee. Uh, how are you guys doing today? This is the uh, first installment of my new podcast. Um, if you are a longtime follower of the Distorted 10 podcast, where I do the top 10 countdown every week, you might be wondering what the fuck's going on because I've kind of shed that whole top 10 aspect to the podcast. And I'm doing more of uh, just a you know, free form talking about what the fuck's going on in the music world and news trending stories, talking about what pot, what uh, fucking Travis Barker's up to probably. Hey, how's it going over there on TikTok? Hello, Camo Hearts. Nice, nice to meet you. Nice to have you coming in on the stream. All right. Oh, man. I am getting ready for the impending snowstorm here in Cleveland. I don't know if anyone listening is in the Cleveland area or in the East area in general, but, uh, yeah, I guess we're about to get hit with uh, snowmageddon, about a million inches of snow. So the uh, stores are pretty fucking crazy right now. Um, I had to go there yesterday to pick up some essentials, you know, like some um, chips and um, some uh, beer. And uh, I got um, some ice cream. <laughs> Somebody said, what Travis isn't doing this week would be a shorter list. That is very true, very true. Oh, what's up in Akron, Akron, Akron Rowdy? What's going on? <laughs> thanks for thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah, so you guys are getting hit with the snow too. You know what I'm talking about. It is going to be pretty rough out there. But Punxsutawney Phil, the uh, the woodchuck or the beaver, where the fuck he is? He uh, he was on the news this morning. He said we got six more weeks of this shit. So I mean, I don't know. I guess. Uh, I, if that, if that, um, what is he, a beaver, Punxsutawney Phil? Is he a, um, some kind of woodland creature? I don't know. They have one in every city, I think, that kind of, you know, <laughs> kind of predicts what the weather's going to be like for the next, uh, foreseeable future. So, according to that little fucker, we got a lot more winter left. Groundhog! He's a fucking groundhog. How the fuck did I miss that? He's a groundhog, yeah. Thank you. I know he's a groundhog in Cleveland. I, I assume Punxsutawney Phil in, uh, in, in uh was it pennsylvania i think he's a groundhog too either way we're gonna be shoveling a lot of fucking snow a woodchuck and a groundhog are the same thing somebody's saying okay i did not know that uh what's the new podcast called it's just gonna be called the jesse lee show so what i'm doing right now if you're listening i'm live streaming it over on twitch and uh the you know, there's gonna be videos and audio and stuff over on Twitch. So if you want to like watch along with what I'm, you know, watching and uh, you know listening to, you can check that over on Twitch. Um, but uh, then the recap or the replay rather is gonna be up on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere you get your podcasts the following, you know, day. Um, so yeah, we'll uh, we're gonna dive into a few things. A few things I do want to talk about because there is a lot going on. Let me minimize this real quick. Uh, oh, also, if you're listening to this on Spotify right now, if you're listening to the, the replay, go ahead and open up your little phone right now because I'm actually, I'm here. You can see me. It's not just an audio podcast anymore. It's video now, too. So, yeah, go ahead and do that. 
A uh, couple things I do want to talk about. There's uh, this NFT scandal going around right now. Have you guys heard about this from Hit Piece? Uh, apparently, a lot of bands are having their music uh, un illegally put up on this NFT site. Uh, I mean, NFTs are pretty sketch to begin with, so <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of gray area here. But yeah, so we're talking about huge bands too. Like pretty much every band in the world has their had their music up on this NFT site, which has now been taken down, called Hit Piece. But it was up. It had like bts and stuff hey yes i am real what's going on <laughs> um yeah there was like uh huge artists were on there uh and small artists too like literally every artist that you can think of was on this site apparently and now it's down but we're going to dive into that we got some some dirt on that and i actually uh kind of have the inside scoop a little bit on it i kind of uh know a little bit about what that company was up to but uh we'll get into that um, we're gonna talk about the Rock Hall. They announced their 2022 Rock Hall nominees. What the fuck does that mean? Well, not a lot, probably for most people. But if you do enjoy the Rock Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees every year or the induction ceremony every year, uh, then this is your time to cast your vote and get your uh, get your you know vote heard. Basically, just get your your opinion out there. Um, also, I'm going to. <laughs> somebody said i just assumed you were a computer program designed for the emos yeah i i don't know if i think if i think if i was uh a computer program i'd be a little more flawless but i fuck up a lot what's going on sigold sigold i love your name all right we got somebody that switched over from tiktok to the twitch chat so that's fun so now you can watch and talk or watch and listen along with me um so yeah, uh, before we get into all of that though, I want to talk a little bit about this new MGK Corey Taylor beef that's been still going on. Um, emo AI. Uh, is, if you're somehow in the rock music community and you've you've uh, been living on a rock somehow, I missed this. There's been a long going feud with Corey Taylor and uh, MGK, you know, the the pop punk renaissance man that everyone loves to hate. Um, Essentially, all right, we're going to work backwards a little bit here. So MGK is playing this uh, Riot Fest last year, right? And out of nowhere, he says, in the middle of a song, he's all, like, slowed, like, like, like all, you know, being MGK. And he's like, you know what I'm really fucking glad I'm not doing right now? Being 40 years old or 50 years old, whatever he said, wearing a fucking weird mask on stage. And the internet lost their fucking shit because he was clearly talking about Slipknot, who was playing that same festival just a couple stages over so everyone's like oh what the fuck mgk what's your problem like why do you have all this beef with slipknot and Corey taylor blah 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 well then it comes out there's a video of uh cory taylor on a on a podcast with um i think it's eddie trunk the eddie trunk podcast i want to say so he's on the eddie trunk podcast and he mentions that he hates when one artist fails at one genre and then switches over to another one. And he's clearly referring to MGK, but he doesn't actually call out MGK specifically. He just, you know, he uh, just says that little line, kind of brushes past it. He talks about it for a minute, and then he kind of talks about how he's an old fuddy-duddy. He hates all the music anyway. So um, that's what that's, MGK leans on that. He's like, that's why I said what I said, because... What Corey Taylor is throwing shade at me about, you know, me switching genres. Okay, well then it comes out 
that uh, MGK actually asked Corey Taylor to be on one of his album, his album, Tickets to My Downfall. He was supposed to do a verse on there. And he said that Corey Taylor submitted a verse to him, and he said it was bullshit, and he threw it away. He's like, I can't use this. It's unusable garbage, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to use this. Um, and then I, it keeps getting thicker and thicker. Corey Taylor comes back with receipts. He's got screenshots of the inter- actual interaction of MGK sending back some notes on the song saying he loved everything Corey Taylor did, but he didn't want him to do a couple things or he wanted him to change some things. And Corey Taylor's like, listen, I only was doing this because of Travis Barker. I've worked with him a lot. I love Travis Barker. I was only doing this for you because of him. I don't really like your music, and I do not take direction from anyone. So he basically told MGK to kick rocks. So that uh, supposedly that is the very beginning of the story we really we really tarantino this whole fucking thing um so that brings up brings us up to present day um and let me grab the link here real quick um let's see that brings us up to present day where Corey taylor was at ship rock festival and apparently he some audience member asked him about um mgk the whole drama and then he just kind of went in on it um let's see so the only video that exists of it is for some reason on facebook i don't understand why that's the case but let's hear i actually i actually answered this question at a convention about a month and a half ago might be a little so i will tell you right now um for those of you that don't know MGK doesn't like me very much. MGK's going country. And let me let me follow that up with by saying I don't care. Right. How long is this video? I don't have ten minutes to watch Corey Taylor rant. Fill you in on the whole fucking story because you can go online and look it all up. However, I will say this: he maintains that I started it. The truth is, he. Started it. Now, so if you're not watching this video, Corey Taylor is saying that MGK started it. After I'd already told them, but if you don't know, they, they asked me to do a tune with them. They sent it to me. I didn't dig it, and I tried to do something with it because okay, was, he's explaining the whole backstory. What? I don't. I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not going to do it. with Ali from Spotify. Machine Gun Kelly is doing this weird Instagram live interview with Ali from Spotify. And he goes off on this fucking rant about rock stars and comfortable shoes. It sounds as smart as you think it is. What's what's ironic about this? No shade against Corey Taylor, but he's ranting about MGK ranting. You know? <laughs> I just find that pretty ironic. What are you doing up there in your fucking comfortable shoes? Put on some boots and rock! You're fucking... I mean, he's... I mean, spit is coming out of his face. And I'm watching it and I'm going, you fuck. Mm-hmm. You've been here for five minutes, basically. And you're gonna fucking yeah, run your mouth yeah, about bands that have been doing this for 20 fucking years, yeah. like in the mud, in the dirt, fucking, they're gonna wear whatever the fuck they want. So you're gonna like walk Corey Taylor's talking about how this interview with MGK where he did with Allison Hagenorth where he said that um, 
rock stars shouldn't be wearing comfortable shoes on stage. Uh, they should be wearing boots and Converse and rocking the fuck out. And Corey Taylor took problems, took umbrage with that. Tongue and try to talk some shit on some bands that would fucking circle your ass. Fuck you, dude. Woo! So, when I had my opportunity to say something, I did, and I didn't call them out. I just, you know, said what I said about people, you know, failing in one genre, sliding over to another. And about to be country that. And so now he's justifying uh, his comment about, about um saying uh mgk failed at one genre and you know went to the other one um but he's saying that's based off of the the shoe comment like he's he was really upset about mgk's stance on people wearing uncomfortable shoes or comfortable shoes i thought mgk was a little overboard with being so <laughs> but like he wasn't really talking about shoes i mean i think like that was kind of like a metaphor a little bit of just people being too comfortable with rock and roll and like they need to like you know i don't know amp it up more and stop you know just pussyfooting around i guess i don't know i don't know what he was getting at with that entirely but uh i don't think he was really talking about people wearing nikes on stage but uh who knows maybe he was that upset him <laughs> and then he didn't say anything until weirdly you know we're in chicago on you know on the same you know show he's talking about and- chicago <laughs> <laughs> but he, to this day, maintains that I started it. And it's like, the only reason I said what I said is because he said what he said. You don't get to walk into a genre with the history, with the work, and the fact that this genre really doesn't get the fucking respect that it deserves. Yeah! You don't get to walk in as some weird substitute teacher and pretend like you can tell us what to wear. Boots, shoes, house fucking shoes, slippers. All right, if you're, if you're watching this, if you're watching this on TikTok, Corey Taylor just said that uh, MGK is, uh, you don't get to walk into the rock scene like a substitute teacher and tell people what to wear and how to act, uh, which is it's kind of an unfair statement because MGK was a rapper for sure, but like, he was he's been kind of embroiled in the whole rock and pop punk community for a long time. I mean, there's videos of him, you know, back in 2000, I don't know, 11 or 12 where he like was at Warp Tour and hanging out with Travis Barker and stuff where he got to meet them. Like I don't know. I I I get it to a degree. I guess I sound like an MGK apologist right now, but honestly, I'm not. Like I'm from Cleveland. I grew up, you know, I I was around when MGK was like coming up and I honestly was not a fan of MGK. I really didn't like his music all that much, you know, even though he was repping my city and all that. It really just didn't do it for me. It didn't butter my bread. Um, so I was never like the kind of person that's going to sit here and say like, oh, I'm a, I've been a diehard, you know, MGK fan from day one. Like I literally really only started listening to him when he started doing his rock stuff um, because I just, I never really got into the, the raps. I mean, there was a couple songs like Wild Boy was really good. Um, I guess like, uh, Cleveland Till I Die or something I think it's called like, uh, that, that's a good track but like I don't know for the most part it didn't really do it for me and like uh, nothing against him his music it just you know, personally like I said it didn't scratch me where I itch how, how many of those can I fit in today one of those, how many of those little musical euphemisms can I fit in um, so yeah I don't know if it's really fair to say that he just like waltzed into rock and started like you know talking shit but I mean yeah MGK is a shit talker he's a big 
big shit talker. But you know who else is a big shit talker? Corey motherfucking Taylor. Like, isn't that his whole shtick? Like, wasn't he, a, wasn't his whole thing being like, I'm a, I'm a shit talker? Like, I, I thought that was his whole thing was he was speaking his mind and stuff. Like, again, no disrespect to either one of them, but I, I don't know. It's just funny. Like, they're going back and forth. Like, like no, you're a piece of shit. Like, you talk shit. <laughs> like, kind of the same thing. Um, yeah, it's okay to point out MGK is right, even though he's mostly wrong. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like I said, they, it's, there's, it seems so silly and juvenile at times because like what they're arguing about really doesn't matter in the long, long, big scheme of things. But you know, they're two of the biggest names in rock music right now. So obviously people are going to talk about, obviously I'm going to talk about it, you know, like I, I'm talking about music on my podcast. So like, I've got to bring this up and it's, it's unfortunate, but like I, I can't help how much I find it interesting. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I guess this is how my wife feels when she watches like the Kardashians or something. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is our rock version of the Kardashians, I guess. All right, so, um, now that we've got that out of the way, we've got the, uh, MGK beef out of the way, we're going to, I want to talk about this whole hit piece thing that's been going around. Um, all right, we'll, we'll read the article here from, uh, from Mashville real quick. Um, like I said, this story just happened, broke open last night. I knew about this company a little bit beforehand, but, uh, it just broke open last night. Uh, musicians have taken to Twitter today to complain about a website that is ostensibly selling their music as NFTs without permission. Hitpiece claims to be selling one-on-one or one-of-one NFTs, meaning each one is singular and unique, as opposed to the endless iterations of ugly monkeys we are now subjected to. If you're not familiar with NFTs, uh, real quick breakdown is basically like you you own a digital piece of art and it's like uh, you have a certificate certification saying you own it, um, and the, really the only proof you have is that you, your bank your bank account says you own it. It's like basically like if you buy the Mona Lisa, the original Mona Lisa, you own the Mona Lisa, while everyone else has copies of the Mona Lisa. Like there's no real way to really prove it. Probably no one really cares, but it's just it makes you look cool, I guess. Uh, that's a real dumbed down version of it, I think. Because I <laughs> honestly I don't really fucking understand NFTs. I don't understand the appeal of them, that's for sure, but. Um, let's see. It says, according to the website, each hit piece NFT is a one of one NFT with its own unique song recording. Members build their hit list of their favorite songs, get on leaderboards, and receive in real life values such as access and experience to artists. There's just one little snag with this plan. According to many of the artists whose songs are being offered as NFTs, hit piece doesn't actually have the authority to do any of this. Essentially, this company, from another article I read, uh, it was apparently scraping data from Spotify and just using the AI and all that jazz to um, build up their website, build up their uh, their data, whatever, build up their inventory, like just literally grabbing the songs from Spotify and then offering them to people as NFTs. Again, don't understand exactly how that's even possible. Um, <laughs> this is hit piece selling nfts for our band and many others without permission tweeted rock band eve six who actually just put out a new album not too long ago it's really good yeah um someone commented it's like napster all over again it's like napster but even worse because like at least with napster you were getting something you were down you know you were getting free music you were downloading something with the nfts you're you're literally not getting anything as far as i can tell because it's not real like it's 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 fictional you know um let's see 
if you're in a band, click the link. You may be on here. Cease and desist, motherfuckers. NFTs are fraud. Yeah, so if you're in a band listening to this, your your songs were definitely on here. It's, I think the website is down now, so I mean, it's probably not there anymore, but everyone's music was on there for however many hours they were open. Um, so many artists have been tweeting. Uh, yeah, so like I said earlier, the, the K-pop Korean boy band BTS was on there, like one of the most famous bands in the world, Britney Spears. Uh, and the famous NFT hater Brian Eno, you know, is, was on there. I didn't know he was a famous NFT hater, but apparently he was not a fan. Uh, so, <laughs> Hit Pieces' standard response to artists thus far have been to request them to send a DM. So they want the artist to send them a DM so they can explain exactly how this is all fine, and it's definitely not a scam. Super weird. However, Hit Pieces' website began to display a 404 error before seemingly being taken down for a period of time. The website's online status remains unstable at the time of writing. So yeah, everyone's trying to get in contact with this company and find out what the fuck's going on. Plenty of tweets, as you can see here, from artists all over the world. Uh, my favorite part, so every, every band and artist was freaking out about this, and they were all like, you know, commenting and leaving, uh, making statuses, like, don't sell our shit without our permission. But there were so many um, underground bands we'll call them that like don't really have any cachet to begin with that were like swinging their dicks around about this and like using this as clout like hey hey you don't have permission to sell my pop punk album like i'm a i'm gonna get my if you're gonna be hearing from my lawyers you must cease and desist i did not give you permission it's like okay kyle listen nobody was nobody was gonna get your nft to begin with <laughs> like uh it's just funny like i i, I mean I, I get it if you created art you don't want people selling your, your art on your behalf and you're not making any money off of it but it was just so funny to see like yeah eve six has a right to complain but i don't know the local band that hasn't had a stream in th three weeks probably doesn't really i mean they can't complain for sure but like i, I don't know it just it just seems like they were trying to get people's attention when they do that mm. Sorry, I gotta stop drinking water in between me talking. I get so parched though. What's going on then a hit band? Woo. Everyone on Twitch, if you want, or I'm sorry, everyone on TikTok, if you want to switch over to Twitch, I'm over here doing the uh, the live stream so you can actually see what I'm talking about. But I'm gonna try to, you know, you know, speak it into existence for you as well. And then if you're listening to this on Spotify, like I said before, this is probably all fucking new to you. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, so the hit piece company put out this hilarious tweet. Um. I almost, I almost feel like they're trolling us with this tweet. He said, they said, clearly we have struck a nerve and we are very eager to create the ideal experience for music fans. To be clear, artists get paid when digital goods are sold on hit piece. Like all data products, uh, or I'm sorry, like all beta products, we are continuing to listen to all user feedback and are committed to evolving the product to fit the needs of the artists, labels, and fans alike. I think the first step to uh, meeting people's, the band's needs are letting them know their music's on there and giving them an option to opt out. But I could be wrong. Um, so, yeah, that boils down to, like, what the fuck? Like, how did this company even get off the ground? And I got another article here where the uh, we kind of look at who is behind it. And like I said, I had a little bit of inside baseball on this one. Um, hit piece was founded by Rory Felton, um, Rory Felton and Michael Barron. And, uh, I believe Felton was the one that worked for Sony. 
I want to say Warren Music Group and yeah here's a uh, Felton previously worked at SVP Marketing and then He's a co-founder and CEO of the Militia Group and Sony Music from 2000 to 2012. So he's a legitimate person in the music industry. And everyone that I've seen talk about this has commented and said like, oh, I've worked with this guy before. I've talked to him about different things, um, blah, blah, blah. So he was a legit person in the industry, supposedly. Um, I'm not sure about Michael Barron. Let's look at Michael Barron real quick to say who he is. Barron studied at the High School of Music uh laguardia uh he's co-founder of 4mc multimedia okay so yeah just another music business guy and yeah he uh so yeah he um or they uh launched all this and had no uh no <laughs> no permission from any of the artists labels bands anything like that um, and like I said, it's been really interesting to see all the people who knew these, uh, cats previously who were like, what the fuck? I did not see this coming, blah, blah, blah. Um, this company actually reached out to me not too long ago. I don't know, a couple months ago about doing some promotion for them. They wanted me to promote them over on my TikTok, which by the way, at Jesse Lee, winky winky on TikTok, J-E-S-E-A-L-E, um, a little shameless plug, but yeah, they want to promote them on TikTok, I, it sounded cool, I mean, NFTs are supposedly the future, so I was like, interested in it, we started talking about it, they said they had all these big artists that were going to be on it, they had all this funding, and yeah, it sounded good, we started you know, moving, you started moving in the direction. I was going to do a promotion for this company. And then they kind of just ghosted on me. They went, they went dark and I had not heard about and hit piece again until last night when this all blew up. So I, I don't know if they just launched last night and immediately people found out or if they like quietly launched. Um, if you go to their, let's see, let's go to their Instagram. If they still have it up. Uh, Cause they took down a lot of their stuff. The website is completely gone, supposedly, um, according to that article. I tried to go to it earlier. Yeah, so they, they still got their still got their posts up on Instagram, um, saying that they're hiring. <laughs> I think they might be hiring lawyers at this point. Um, but Hitpiece, supposedly, uh, through all this, is still maintaining that they haven't done anything wrong and they're trying to explain how this works and stuff. And I, I don't want to completely like throw them under the bus or completely like bash them because i don't know the full story you know um no one really knows the full story. everyone's just kind of trying to figure out as we go at this point all we have to go on are uh bands and artists that are saying hey i didn't labels like big labels saying hey we didn't agree to have our music on this site as an nft and you're selling our stuff as nfts or you were i don't think they are anymore um so yeah, like I said, I don't want to completely, I don't want to completely shit on shit or hit piece, shit piece. I don't want to completely shit on hit piece because uh, we don't know exactly what's going on yet. But I don't know. It just it it seems super super sketch. Let's see if it's still up. Uh, can we even go to their website anymore? Let's come to a four hundred four. Oh, okay. <laughs> so when you go to okay, so when you go to Hit Pieces website, it's completely blank. It just says we started the conversation and we're listening. That is cryptic AF, man. Like what? 
What is it? Yeah. So that's where we are. Let's what we're, what we're saying in the chat here. Spotify API is accessible by anyone, so it makes sense that they got the data. Yeah. So yeah, I guess if you're a tech whiz, you know anything about uh, data collection, you could probably easily grab stuff. From, I mean, I've seen um, plenty of uh, different websites, legitimate websites that will use Spotify's data to make playlists for you. Like you can you can add songs and swipe left and right on stuff and and choose things, choose music and create playlists through. And it's all connected to your Spotify, and they're able to grab your data and stuff. And it's a website that's completely independent of Spotify. And I've seen a million websites do that. So clearly, it's it's pretty easy to. Um, grab Spotify's data, like somebody said, like, uh, I'm sorry, Mira's, uh, or Mira, Mira Drive, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm terrible at pronouncing shit, like he said, uh, it's accessible to anyone, so they can grab the data, um, uh, my name isn't Kyle, but I feel attacked, about my, uh, you're talking about my comment earlier about the local bands, complain, <laughs> again, I'm not trying to shit on local bands with that, it's just, it's kind of funny, um, uh, I just don't see how this is legit. They already had my friends' artists' songs for bid. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they, everyone's music. When I don't see how it's legit either, and I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to officially jump on the bandwagon and just start shitting on this company and uh, calling them shit piece. Which I'm, I mean, I'm going to call them that, um, and really like, like dive into this because we don't know yet. But I'm just trying to present the facts at this point and. Also let you know that they reached out to me personally not too long ago. And then that, that kind of went nowhere. They kind of ghosted. And uh, a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, was working with them. And then she got really bad and sketched vibes from them. And so she backed out working with them. Um, I've seen the owner of Reverb Nation, the guy who runs that site, who I'm friends with on Facebook, post about how that guy, uh, the NFT site reached out to him about getting some of his artists on. So, like this this thing runs deep like it's a lot of people have been involved in this so far and it it never even came to fruition really so yeah that's where we're at with that um and now the website is just this blank black screen we started the conversation and we're listening so i don't know what they're listening to i don't know what they're listening for dude excited to hear a podcast with you thank you yeah i'm I hope you guys like this new format. Like I said, I'm not doing the top 10 aspect to it anymore where I do the top 10 countdown every week. I'm still going to do that on my TikTok and Instagram. I'll still do, still do the top 10 songs of the week, count them down, and then I'll do you know uh, my playlist as well and all that jazz. I'm just not going to do it as a podcast anymore. It was like a radio show like I was. It just, I don't know, I just wasn't wasn't feeling it. Uh, it became too constricting, too tight. Um but uh, yeah, maybe I'll maybe what I'll do is if you guys still really like that, and for some reason don't want to watch it on TikTok and Instagram, if you want to hear it on the podcast, maybe at the end of the podcast, I'll just run down real quick the top ten songs instead of you know going through each one of them individually and playing them and talking about them like I used to, because that took fucking forever. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, back to NFTs. That's where we're at with that. Uh, I hope. Uh, I don't know. I hope there's some resolution here. I hope it's not as bad as it all sounds because it sounds really bad, but we'll see. All right, moving on. Next order of business here. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, baby. They announced their lineup for the nominees. Motherfucking nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You dig the countdown on TikTok? Somebody says, I dig the countdown the countdown on TikTok. I dig it too. I'm going to keep doing it. Don't worry. It won't leave TikTok. I'll keep doing it there. Um... 
I am sorry. For anyone watching this who's having whiplash, I'm bouncing back and forth between my TikTok live stream and my Twitch live stream. And if you're listening to this replay on Spotify, you're probably super fucking confused. Uh, Actually, if you're watching this on Spotify, because this is a video podcast now, it's not just audio. Open up your phone, asshole. Look at me. Say hi. Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the Rock Hall induction. Uh, Like I said, I'm from Cleveland. You know, the Rock Hall's right down the street from me. I got my Cleveland hat on. I'm a big supporter of what they do at the Rock Hall. I'm a big supporter of anything that brings attention to the Rock community, you know. So uh, I'm I'm always excited to see these lists, and these lists are are always a little bit hilarious, <laughs> a little bit questionable, and then there's some good ones that you can really sink your teeth into. So it says, cast your official fan vote for the 2022 ballot. Your vote, your voice, it's time for you to support your favorite Rock and Roll Hall of Fame class of 2022 nominees and help them reach the top five of the fans' ballot. You can select up to five nominees daily and submit your vote. Oh, so you can vote uh, once a day, every day, for, and you can select up to five people, and then you can share your ballot. And so, But really what this is doing, this is just a way to uh, farm clicks, I think, because, like, no, against, no offense to the Rock Hall, but I'm pretty sure their algorithm for choosing who wins or who makes the nominee list is, like, uh, every single fan vote is counted as one, and then there's 200 industry panel people that each have a vote. So I don't think fan votes actually matter in the rock hall voting but i'm not 100 percent sure on that they they'll probably explain it they, uh, they don't explain it down here anywhere if someone else knows a little bit more about that let me know because i've always kind of wondered exactly how they break that down i haven't wondered enough to actually go dig it up and look into it but uh yeah i i think uh i think the fan votes don't really matter as much or i know they definitely don't matter as much as uh the industry voting voting but yeah, so let's dive into this real quick. Number one, Dolly Parton. Oh fuck, my wife would be so fucking happy to see that. I got, I got a texture. If I, if my phone was uh, not on uh, TikTok Live right now, I'd text my wife. She'd be so excited to find out Dolly Parton. She's a national treasure. Dolly Parton is a national treasure, and uh, my wife loves her. And she, uh, she has a book club. She sends us books every month for my son. Lots of fun books she picks out. So good, Dolly Parton. I'm I'm voting for her just because of that, because I read her books. Not her books, she not the ones she writes, but the ones she picks. Carly Simon, of course. Um, this is a great one. Eminem. Everyone always bitches and complains when a, a pop artist or a hip hop artist is uh, introduced into the uh, the rock hall, but I think Eminem definitely deserves a spot in there. I mean, that's regardless if you hate him or love him. Uh, I mean, it's it's fucking Eminem. Like he's one of the biggest rappers of all time. Uh, Duran Duran, um, yeah, okay, yeah, I mean, they're obviously a huge band, they're influential, but whatever, I'm not, I'm not, they're not blowing my skirt up, uh, MC5, I feel like the MC5 have been nominated, like, a hundred times, am I wrong, like, I feel like they've been nominated, or at least been put in contention so many times, and they never, like, make it, I don't know what, why, (laughs) I don't know what the, what the uh what the hang-up is or if maybe they uh, maybe i'm wrong but i feel like i've seen the mc5 name pop up so many times uh rage against the machine eurythmics dion warwick who i'm not 100 percent sure who she is or what song she does 
Okay, well, this video has 149 million views. People think circumstances means complicated taxes. But for a TurboTax Live expert like me, it just makes things interesting. So, give us everything you've got. Okay, so Dion Warwick. And I never thought I'd feel this way. Okay. And as far as I'm concerned. Kind of a soulful R&B singer. This looks like it's from the 70s, maybe? I don't know. That I do believe I love you. <laughs> I like this dude's hat. It's <laughs> like T. Ray Vaughn or something. Well, then close your eyes and try. The other way we do wonder, Gladys Knight. Oh, that's Elton John. That's an all-star cast right there. Okay, anyway, so that's uh, that's Dionne Warwick for the uh, the Unenchanted. Um, then we got Beck, New York Dolls, uh, Fela Kuti. Fela Kuti? I don't know who that is. Let's look up Fela Kuti. Fela Kuti? I have not heard of this. Story. Like I said, the, the Rock Hall always throws in these these uh, names that, I mean, maybe you guys have heard of them, but I feel like they always throw in these few, few of these names where you're like, who? Like, like they're they're intentionally trying to make people go like, what the fuck? Like they're trying to rile people up. Uh, the best of Kayla Futi. Attention, attention at ease. Y'all put your hands up for the number one DJ, Chris. Huh? Oh, dude, I feel like I have seen this guy before. Like the, the warrior face paint stuff. Music or something. Okay, well, there's a fella cutie. Devo, some more Ohio boys. All right, Ohio love. Even though the Rock Hall, I believe, is not taking place in Ohio. If you're not familiar, the Rock Hall is right down the street from me in Ohio. Um, but they only do the actual induction ceremony in Ohio like once every few years or something like that. I think, um, I think they're going to do an LA this year. I don't know. It's weird because the Rock Hall's here, but no one wants to fucking come here, unfortunately. <laughs> like, I feel like they they uh, they got stuck having the Rock Hall here in Ohio, and now like every year they have to fight to not have the induction ceremony here <laughs> every year. Every year people are like, fuck, I don't want to go to Cleveland. I don't want to fly to Cleveland, which, like, come on, man. Cleveland's great. I love Cleveland. Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar or remember the story, but back in the day when they were choosing a spot for the Rock Hall, uh there's a conspiracy theory that people stuffed the ballots and that's how it ended up in Cleveland. And it wasn't really actually voted to be in Cleveland. And it was like all like, because the, uh, the person who first coined the phrase rock and roll, rock and roll supposedly was Alan Freeman on WMMS, um, back in whatever, how, whatever decade that was. So that's why they say Cleveland was one of the nominees to be the spot to you know have the rock hall and then supposedly keep dropping that word because i don't know for sure supposedly uh cleveland stuffed the ballot and, <laughs> and that's why it's in ohio again uh that's a that's a real re- reduced rundown of uh how one went down or if it even did go down that way at all i don't know uh, but yeah so there's a there's a little cleveland rock hall trivia for me for you that is uh probably not 100% accurate you know definitely get all of your music his- history news from me because i i read headlines like a motherfucker i'll read a fucking headline so much i won't click the link but i'll read the fuck out of that headline <laughs> um all right so back to uh back to the nominee list we got a tribe called quest we got lionel richie 
Judas Priest, Kate Bush, and Pat Benatar. Glad to see Pat Benatar. This is a pretty solid list, honestly. There isn't a single artist on here where I'm like, fuck that. You know, usually every year there's like somebody who's like, you're like, come on. Come on. The only one I can maybe see is uh, Fella Cutie, Fela Cutie. And that's only because I'm not familiar with him you know, that much. I mean, that, I mean, I could be, I could be totally off base with that. Uh, somebody in the chat says Dion was a famous singer until she started doing psychic phone calls in the late 80s. What? What did you just say to me? Dion Warwick? Dion Warwick, the uh, the Rock Hall nominee, is uh, is a psychic as well. We got we got to look into this psychic psychic friends network. Okay, what is this? Friends would walk up to me and just be like, "What the fuck is in your mug?" And I would just tell them. Oh, this is this is the nineties. It's nineties part. Maybe she was doing the 80s, too. Sorry, Dion, our fault. Okay. Miss Warwick, yes? Our viewers have a few more questions about the Psychic Friends Network, okay? Uh, okay. Like I'm just trying to finish up my uh, performance here at this diner and drink my coffee, but okay, we can talk about the Psychic Network if you want to. Far away. Well, so many people have called Psychic Friends. Mm -hmm. Why is it so popular? Well, I suppose because we do have the best psychics in the entire world. And uh, you can call them anytime you want by just picking up the phone and dialing the number. You mean anyone can call at any time? Anytime at all. The 24 hours a day. <laughs> She's like trying to walk to her car and this reporter's just like... Her, but... Oh yeah, so uh, what about the psychic network? Uh, can we call it any time? And Dion Warwick's just ready with the information. It looks so organic, it's so real. Well, what kind of questions do people ask? Oh, they ask about falling in love, getting a job, making a move, all kinds of things. And no matter what they ask, I try to see that in. What do you talk about with your psychic? Oh, uh oh, we're about to find out what Dion Warwick talks about with her psychic, huh? <laughs> oh, well, that's what you mean by psychic, uh -huh. you know. Well, if I call, nope, would my reading be confidential? Oh, absolutely, that's the deal. See, and the most important thing, the reading that they give you is just for you. Ask any of our callers to find out. She was very what the fuck? Me know that, I was. that was so rich. So wait, is Dion Warwick also a psychic? Or does she just advocate for the Psychic Friends Network hotline? This is great. Oh, man. They're going to talk to Dion Warwick some more? Man. Do these still exist? Oh, wait. We, we got more Dion Warwick at the end. I like that we were talking about the Rock Hall induction ceremony. And now we're, we're talking about the... Psychic Friends Network from the 90s. Who would have saw this right jump? Now. Who would have saw this? Well, I sit there wondering about tomorrow when the answers you need are just a phone call away. All you need is a telephone and an open mind. Must be 18 to call just $3.99 a minute. Man, I love that old school yellow font for the numbers. It's so classic. So it, why is Dion Warwick advocating so fucking hard for the Psychic Network? Like, I guess maybe they just paid her, but... Fuck. All right. So yeah, Dion Warwick, um, classic soul R&B singer slash Psychic Friends Network advocator. All right. So let's cast our vote here real quick. Let's let's pick who we're gonna pick. And when I say we, I say me because I have the mouse. I have the control. Uh, Dolly Parton is definitely going in there. Like I said, because because my wife's a huge Dolly Parton fan. The Dolly Parton um, uh, book club is fantastic. My son subscribes to it. My three year old has uh, all the Dolly Parton books. So. She's going in for me. 
Next, uh, I'm putting Eminem in. I'm definitely putting Eminem in this mix. Uh, like I said, you can't go wrong. He's one of the most famous rappers of all time. Like, and uh, you know his shit slaps. And I think he says a lot of dumb shit these days. And I think he like has some weird opinions on stuff sometimes. But I mean, who who the fuck doesn't? That's in the spotlight anymore. So yeah, I'm throwing Eminem in there. I'm throwing Rage Against the Machine in, and. I'm not even a big Rage Against the Machine fan, to be honest. I uh, I respect everything Rage has done, and that's such a cliche-sounding line, but it's true. I respect everything Rage has done. Um, they just, uh, I don't know, they don't always butter my bread. You know, they don't always uh, do it for me. I don't know why. I don't. I loved Audio Slave with Chris Cornell. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know for whatever reason, right? Or Rage Against the Machine just wasn't it for me. But of course, they have some songs I like. I mean, you don't get to be that popular and not have some hits, you know? Um, yeah. So, but I'm throwing them in there because I think they're an important band to the rock community as a whole, and I think they deserve. This isn't about my personal opinion. This isn't about my biased opinion of what I like or dislike. This is who I think deserves to be in here, and I do think Rage Against the Machine deserves to be in there. Um, I'm not gonna choose the Psychic Network Advocate Dion Warwick, unfortunately. Um, Beck is a maybe. Uh, I ran into Beck one time years ago at a at a Rock Hall induction. I, I snuck into the backstage of a, of a of the Rock Hall induction years and years ago. Um, I just showed showed up wearing a suit and walked in, and acted like I was supposed to be there, and uh, it, it worked out for a little while until it didn't. But I ran into Beck, and uh, yeah, he's a lot shorter in person. That's my Beck story. <laughs> um, New York Dolls, I, I'm not really familiar enough with them to say either way. I know they were big, you know, a big punk band back in the day, but uh, I guess like garage rock, even. I don't know if they were really even considered punk. Um, ah, man, Pat Benatar is definitely going in. And how many, how many spots do I have left? I have one more. I got one more spot left here. All right, I got one more spot left. I think I'm gonna give it to either Carly Simon or Judas Priest. Me, I don't know. Fuck, this is tough. Lionel Richie is a solid one too. All right, we're definitely not doing the Eurythmics. Uh, no, no shade against them. Um, you know what? I'm doing. I'm clicking the MC5. I'm choosing MC5 just so I don't have to see them on this list again next year because I'm tired of every year <laughs> this ballad comes out, the fucking MC5 is on it. Just put the MC5 in, all right? Let's move on, all right? Fuck. I don't know why I'm so upset about this, but I am. Short Beck, yeah, hashtag Short Beck. He's a short brother. He's a short little dude. Let's get hashtag Short Beck trending. I could be re- I could be misremembering this too. I don't want to be responsible for misinformation because... I was pretty heavily intoxicated that night that I snuck into the rock hall. So that tells you where I was at in my headspace. Um, so yeah, I could be misremembering, but I, I remember him being a short guy. Watch. <laughs> hashtag short back, hashtag tall chest. Dude, back is somehow going to fucking tweet at me or I don't, I'm not on Twitter. I guess he'll, he'll TikTok me. <laughs> he'll probably, he'll stitch one of my videos and call me an asshole. Um, all right, so let's get back to our. Uh, here's my here's my picks: Dolly Parton, Eminem, Rage Against the Machine, Pat Benatar, and MC5. 
just to get them off the list. And also MC5 is pretty good. So there's my list. There's my my choice. Um, let me know if you're uh, you know if you're watching this live right now. Let me know in the comment section what you would choose. Um, if you're watching the replay, hit me up on TikTok and Instagram at Jesse Lee. And uh, yeah, let me know what you think. I'll post this up on my story soon so we can have a conversation about it. Um, I'll put a video up about this and probably about the uh, the NFT scandal as well. Um, so we can talk about it a little bit more over there if you're if you missed out on the live stream. Um, yeah, so there you have it. There's the uh, there's the rock hall <laughs> the rock hall list. All right, last piece of business I want to get into before we get out of here because I got a busy day. I got shit going on, you know. I got I got a I got a lot to do. I gotta finish this liquid death water. Mm-hmm. So fucking good. Um, so yeah, I got I, but one more thing I want to do before I get out of here before I bounce is I want to listen to the band Meshuga. And you might be saying, hey, Jesse, why do you want to listen to the band Meshuga? Well, here's the thing. I've never listened to the band Meshuga. I don't know how long they've been around, but I feel like it's been my entire life. <laughs> and I don't know how I've avoided this band to this point, but it's just a band that I've never gravitated towards. It's a, not a band that I've ever um, we bonded ours. like sought out and... Um, Anytime anyone has tried to play them for me, I think I've like ran the other way for some reason. No offense to Meshuggah. I just, for whatever reason, I've just never listened to the band Meshuggah, you know? And they put out this new song that I see a lot of my friends and people I follow commenting on and reacting to. And I'm like, hey, what's, like, what is, um, one second. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so I keep seeing people talk about this new song they dropped, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why, why is this band being talked about right now? And then I started thinking about, like, you know what? I've never actually listened to them. Why am I passing judgment on this band I've never listened to? According to their Wikipedia, Meshuggah is a Swedish extreme metal band formed in Yomea in 1987. The band's current lineup consists of lead vocalist Jens Kidman, lead guitarist Frederick Thorndale, drummer Thomas Hawk, and guitarist Martin. Okay, so I was right. Uh, they have been around for as long as I've been. That's insane. I, I jokingly said Meshuggah's been around for as long as I've been born, but that's 100% true. They started in 1987. Uh, they've become, become known for their innovative musical styles of uh, polymetric, polymeter song structures, polyrhythms. Yeah, so they're very intricate. They played... I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking for in the Wikipedia. I don't know. I'm looking for something on Wikipedia and be like, you should check out this band because like, these are the cool things about this band. Um, yeah, I don't know. If anyone else really likes Meshuggah, let me know what you love about them. But uh, we're going to check out their new song. Uh, somebody, sorry, real quick. Somebody asked, so what's your Twitch going to entail? Will it differ anyway from your podcast and other content? Um, the Twitch. I mean, this is just a Twitch, man. I'm just doing this here. Uh, I'm basically recording my podcast live now for everyone on Twitch and on TikTok Live. I'm just recording the podcast in live time so that we can all talk about the stories as they're happening and talk about stuff and interact. And then if you want to listen to the replay on Spotify, you can do that. Um, it's going to be called The Jesse Lee Show. I'm rebranding all of that as well. Um, like, there's going to be new new images and new. it'll be called instead of the Distorted 10 with jesse lee it's just gonna be called the jesse lee show so we'll switch all that over uh instead of starting a whole brand new podcast and confusing people i figured i'd just kind of like transition it all over 
Hopefully it doesn't confuse people. It might. It might piss people off or confuse them. I don't know. We'll see. Let me know if you hate this concept, by the way. If you want me to go back to the Distorted 10, let me know. I probably won't, but let me know. I still want to know. Uh, yeah, so, all right. So, yeah, let's check out Meshuggah for my first time ever. My first time ever listening to Meshuggah. That's that polyrhythm instrumentation they were talking about on Wikipedia. so far I feel like this band is so wildly popular that I can't say anything negative but I'm gonna get in are there vocals in this band? I'm not listening to an instrumental am I? okay there they are Definitely sounds like Swedish metal. Okay. I also probably need better headphones this time. This Very nice guttural Okay, now I don't like the solo as much. <laughs> I liked the solo when it was like the first 15 seconds. Now, now it's too much. It's not like anything. I also don't know if this even counts as a solo. 
Because it's kind of like the same little note over and over. That's nice and, that's a nice big Okay, I like this little chuggy part here. The riffs are great, I'm not going to deny that. I mean, they got great guitar riffs for sure. Okay, that was tough to get through. I gotta be honest. <laughs> I'm gonna be real honest here. Uh, that was that was tough to get through. Um, mostly because it was almost five minutes long. That was a big part of it. Um, the music was great. I mean, the 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 instrumentation was really solid. Um, the guitar work was really great. The vocals were kind of uh, okay, I guess. I mean, they were like typical metal growly vocals like nothing really too crazy there i'm sure i'm gonna get a ton of heat in the comments section when i post this later of people saying i don't know shit about metal and this is god's gift to metal whatever it's fine it's fine i don't know shit about metal i guess that's that's no big deal i'm not preemptively going to say that um but yeah i don't know nothing about that song really stood out for me nothing warranted a second listen to me to me for that I don't know. It just kind of was like, mm, like it was there, you know. It'd be good background music to like dig in a hole. I feel like, like, like sugar makes hole digging music. Good hole digging music. Is that a? Is that a fucking? Uh, is that a good liner to put on your EPK? Uh, hole digging music. Nothing against it. I mean, if you're really into that kind of style of heavy metal, then. Uh, it probably is really amazing. Um, I'm not the best person to be reviewing this. You know, I'm not the person that should be talking about Meshuggah, I feel like. But um, like I said, I just, I was interested. I want to listen to new bands that I've, or I want to listen to bands that I've never heard before that have stood the test of time and become hugely influential and popular that I've, that I've bypassed for some. There's so many bands that like I, never gave a chance when i was younger because i was an a-hole or whatever and i'm trying to change my ways man i'm trying to start listening to the bands that people think or have people have always told me to check out and finally go back and listen to them and give them a shot you know unfortunately i i feel like i gotta dig my heels here on this one with mishiga it just doesn't do it for me but i mean i could be wrong um raw the human taco said I think I'm desensitized to heavier metal. Nothing against it. It just feels mundane. I think the shock of the genre is lost on me. And after so much exposure. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. How how many times can you put out a song where it's the chugging polyrhythmic guitar riffs and the guttural vocals and there's like no chorus or anything like that? 
like there's no hook. Like I mean, how often? I mean, tell me, like, how do you listen to that over and over again without being like? Can you really differentiate it? I'm gonna. I sound so stupid right now because everyone that likes heavy metal is gonna tell me I'm an idiot. Because <laughs> of course you can differentiate it, but I don't know. I just I I need I need more when I listen to something. I'll keep I'm gonna keep listening to this kind of stuff. I'm gonna keep checking out these kind of bands and uh and try to find something you know that will uh sway my opinion you know because i feel like if you have nothing nice to say talk some shit no <laughs> if you have, you have nothing nice to say i don't know just just don't bother like why, why i don't want to review music just to shit on it you know um concert crap says metal fans if it's not broke don't fix it metal bands okay yeah yeah basically they keep doing the same same thing um yeah uh but yeah i don't i like i said i don't want to review these bands and just talk shit about them but um i do want to give my honest opinion i don't want to sit around a circle jerk can i say that but <laughs> i want to sit around and um uh pontificate about these bands you know um all right i'm gonna get out of here in a few minutes i'll answer a couple questions real quick you guys have over here on tiktok what do you think about Swaco? Fucking love Swaco. I think he is one of the best new artists out there right now. Um, he's one of the only pop punk artists that is not consistently working with uh, <laughs> Travis Barker, even though he did do a song with Travis Barker, but he hasn't done one in a while. Uh, no, I think Swaco is like one of the best out there right now. I know people are going to give me a lot of shit for that and hate on me for that because he's like a TikTok guy, but I'm sorry. If you're in a band or you're an artist and you're not in TikTok, you're doing yourself a disservice. Because, I mean, it's the ultimate way to promote your music right now. And just because Swaco got popular on TikTok doesn't mean he's not legitimate. I mean, he I, he was, he did stuff before TikTok, I'm pretty sure. I don't know a lot about his history, but I know he was making music because he, he was, I think he was doing rap before, right? And then he started doing, uh, you know, pop punk and rock stuff. But he does it so well. That's the thing. He has such a good voice. Such a great voice. Uh, somebody asked, do you listen to Children of Bodom at all? Bodom? But no, I don't. I don't listen to Chillin' Badam. I've never really listened to Chillin' Badam. I'm sure I've I've heard their was it Bodom or Bottom? I'm sure I've heard their stuff casually before, but I have not. So maybe that'll be the next band I dive into. I don't want to go overdo it with these these kind of videos. So maybe I'll do uh, once a week. I'll dive into a band I've never heard of that I I feel like I would hate and try to see if I don't hate them. Uh, somebody asked, "What are your thoughts on Arctic Monkeys?" Um, they're they are good target uh music they're good for shopping for um some linen and target you know on a, a saturday when you've got your starbucks and the kids are you know with their grandparents and you're you're you got your sweet chelsea boots on and your moto jacket and but but you got to go to target anyway and pick up some new sheets because your kid threw up on the old sheets or something so you're in target and you're drinking your uh, your oat milk latte, and you're walking around in your Chelsea boots and your moto jacket. I'm describing myself here, by the way. I'm not. This isn't a shot against anyone else. <laughs> this, is, this is my real life. You're walking around, and Arctic Monkeys is a song that is uh, is the soundtrack for that experience. I feel like that's my thoughts on Arctic Monkeys. Good band, good band for sure. Uh, I just I don't go out of my way to listen to them. Um, uh, the uh, I liked them a lot when they first came out. I sound like a fucking hipster saying that. I liked them a lot when they first came out. But uh, they kind of wore off on me. 
Uh, all right, cool. If we're all done with the questions, I think I'm going to get out of here. We streamed here for about an hour. Um, like I said, uh, you can catch the replay of this. will be on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can also follow me at Jesse Lee on TikTok, Instagram, and be sure to follow me on Twitch as well so you can catch these broadcasts live. And uh, also, while you're following shit, you know, go hit up my YouTube. I got a YouTube channel. You know, I'm going to throw some stuff up on YouTube too. Um, yeah, now I'm going to chop up the best parts of this, if I can find any good parts of this, and <laughs> put, it, put it over on YouTube. Um, and then, uh, yeah. I think I have a. Uh, I don't know if I have anything else to you know talk about here or anything else to to promote at you. I got I got to throw in these last little few minute plugs. Uh, I got some merch you can check out. Just go to my link tree or not my link tree. My my beacons my my link in bio. Just go to my link in bio. You can find all the pertinent Jesse Lee information. Uh, you can sign up for my newsletter. Where so I can if you don't have enough of me in your life right now, you can get my newsletter and I'll be all up in your inbox too. I uh, get merch, all that shit. Uh, Say raw the human taco concert crap. Thanks so much for hanging out with me on Twitch and chatting with me on here. Everyone over on TikTok, thank you so much for hanging in while I record this. This was a new venture. This was a new uh, new new experience here trying this out, and uh, I don't know. I had fun. I liked it. I liked it. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna try to do this every week, and like I said, have new uh, podcast up for every week. We'll we'll see how this all goes. I don't want to make any promises. I'm a busy guy. All right. Thanks so much for, for uh, hanging out, guys. Uh, bye-bye.